Hi folks, welcome to a special edition of Serverless Crack, uh, live from uh, AWS reInvent in sunny Las Vegas. Uh, it's roasting hot. Uh, my name is Dave Anderson, um, technical thought for Bizarre Voice and contributor to Serverless Age. Uh, Mark, do you want to introduce yourself? Yep, Mark McCann, uh, author at the Serverless Age, uh, stay at home dad, um, watching uh, reInvent the uh, talks all morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, Michael O'Reilly, um, architect with Globalization Partners and contributor with the Serverless Edge. Good Hello. stuff. I suppose it's been a it's been a really busy week as usual. Um, it's it's good to be in, I think it's good to be back in person at an event. Um, I'm sitting here in one of the um, uh, uh, areas. Um, smaller event this year it was, it was usually sixty thousand. I think it was twenty thousand this year and. People have been very good about wearing masks. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down the table, so I've got a, a glass of water here, so I'm okay. But um, everyone's wearing masks and they're very kind of um, disciplined about sanitization and social distance sorts. But it's pretty good. But um, uh, interesting event. Um, but I think the, the place we have to start is um, Matt Coulter, that is a keynote with Werner Rogel's Amazon CTO this morning, which was absolutely incredible. What did you think of that? That was, was awesome. He, um... Matt did a fantastic job. I think he brought a, a lot of energy and really brought to life the the journey that you know all three of us have have played a played a part in. Um, so no, he he did, he nailed it. It's um, so proud of everything everything he's accomplished there. And I think it's just recognition for for the massive part he's played in the whole the whole thing and CDK patterns and and getting the 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 uh, the builders award was just the icing on the cake. Like so, nah, yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's a great recognition for what we already knew. Um, but it's it's good for it's good for the world to see it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. No, I, I just came away from that sort of watching it, just being, you know, it was it was just put together so well. Um, and I, I completely agree. Like Matt, <laughs> he blew the doors off it. Um, so uh, yeah, I was just texting him or just say congrats and. Yeah. You know, hopefully he'll have a good day ahead of him after that. I'm sure it's all a weight off his shoulders. So, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. message message was phenomenal, and you know, um, yeah, super proud. And, yeah, and I, think, I, think, I think I think I think the messaging will really cut through for a lot of big companies or enterprises who are trying to uh, transform, right? And you, know, you talked about that earlier, Dave. Um, it's not about migration anymore; it's about transformation. And I think you know, that story helps at least give people a narrative that it's. It's possible, and you, know, you can do it. And is you know, even for for big old enterprises, it's it's achievable. Yeah, I mean, I was I was just was about there about ten months ago. We were talking about it. We were over the uh, serverless and and container zone with a bunch of um, a lot of the, the the serverless folk. We were all over chatting. There was a there was a dance off between um, um, uh, Sam and CDK, which was good crack. <laughs> Uh, organized chaos, <laughs> but um, yeah, Matt's and Cloud Nine, like, and he just he completely nailed it. Um, it, it's really good to see, like, you know, and, and, and there's that there is there's definitely a narrative about um, it's moved away from migrations, and you know, which is very consistent with what we've been saying in the serverless age. Once you get to the cloud, what happens, yeah. you know, and that's about how do you transform your organization, how do you, you know, tighten up all your engineering standards and stuff, and the the, the, the Liberty Mutual example is just it's perfect it's absolutely brilliant like so I know he's knocked out of the park super proud of him I was up in the front row cheering him on he couldn't see me <laughs> no and, and that's interesting as well like um, you know in terms of that narrative because you are like this year more than I, I, I don't know if I didn't just 
maybe I'm not sort of noticing as much in, in last years, but I'm starting to see serverless be talked about by lots of bigger organizations. I think we've seen City mention, Capital One mention, large financial institutions. You know, there's a bunch of talks there I kind of need yeah. to get through, but there definitely seems to be that trend, you know, where it's being embraced that way by the big companies and, you know, it's it's, it's making it out there. So, which is which is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's and the, not just not just serverless. I think CDK has really cut through as well, I think. And I'd seen some of the comments about you know, 1500 lines then to 14 lines and you know, people you know, say, oh, but you've abstracted away that stuff. I think that's where, like, and we've always seen this as well, well-architected counterbalances that, right? It's okay to abstract away this stuff. And it's okay to hide it and make it more cognitively uh, lower that burden, I guess. But you got to counteract that with the well-architected framework to make sure that the teams and developers understand the resources that are being deployed with those 14 lines, right? So I think CDK yeah. has really exploded throughout a lot of the talks and a lot of the, the, the materials I've been reviewing all morning have, you know, a large part of it has CDK at the, at the heart of it, which is great to see. Yeah, and then they've announced CDK um, version, version two as two. well. Like, so you just see it's just ramping up the whole time. Um, and then they also announced the, um, the sustainability pillar of being added to well architected. Um, and again, talking to Adrian Cockcroft with some of that stuff as well. Like, and it's and he's doing a fantastic job, and adding in sustainability as part of the AWS narrative. So it was really good to see um, how Werner Vogel talked about that today, and got the was the, the carbon cost tool as well. What's it called yeah. again? Carbon, uh, yeah, carbon cost tool. Yeah, yeah so, so that, a carbon calculator. I guess it's interesting. So you can actually, if you, you can take an account ID, you can say my workloads and my accounts in this region, what's what's the carbon cost? And then you can effectively, you know, compare and contrast. Like, and, and it is possible to have an almost um, carbon uh, uh, neutral workload. If you had a very serverless heavy workload in a really good region, like say like Ireland, you could have a really, really low carbon cost. And I think the company started to see that. And there's other regions that are, what the, the coat would be dirty, because they're maybe using a lot of coal. So, um, yes, it's it's fascinating to see when the whole plays out. Yeah, and there's lots of great announcements around sustainability, around your green zones, about offsetting their stuff, about the renewable energy across all the Amazon sort of ecosystem, which is great to see. I think, you know, it's it's a, it's a it's not just greenwash it's it's a holistic approach you know the the, the, the tool is only one element of that i think yeah. the the sustainability pillar that came out with from well architected really is a, is a great sort of white paper that really you know wraps it up in a very mature way and um you know some of the, some of the high level stuff of you know, skimming through it is is you know it's very good it's got legs this this will hopefully drive a lot of good good practice a lot of smart people behind it like so i haven't, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet but um yeah, it's it's not just a greenwash. It's 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 a it's a it's a sea change in how we write software. Like that's what it needs to be. So, yeah, yeah. they've been clearly taking their time with it. You know, so obviously they've been trying to sort of get it right. Um, yeah. So it'd be good to kind of sift through it uh, and post reinvent and and really get the yeah. With it and kind of yeah, I've decomposed a, a little bit. You know, understand your impact, establish sustainability goals, maximize utilization, use managed services anticipate and adopt new more efficient hardware and software use money services and reduce the downstream impact of your cloud workloads you know there's there's, there's a load of principles you can get behind that's that's good stuff and it's, it's very it's very similar to this several sort of first mindset approach that we've been articulating so it's uh, i think if you've embraced serverless first you're already a long way down this road you're, you're halfway there like yeah no that's brilliant i hadn't heard them yet they're brilliant i like the way uh werner phrased it as well about it's it's the shared responsibility model that 
AWS have had since day one. It's um, sustainability of the cloud is their job. Sustainability in the cloud is, is your job as the customer. Yeah. So I, I thought yeah. that was a nice split. And if you go manage services, you're 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 going well. Um, speaking of which, I thought the, I, I thought um, Alex Little was good today on the oh, um, Amplify Studio stuff. Um, that, that's I mean we've been looking at that for a while now. That's just it just looks brilliant. Um, can't wait to play with that. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, anytime anyone mentions this low code, you kind of go, you know, I, I kind of wince a wee bit, you know, but certainly the, the the examples that she went through in that talk look genuinely pretty good. And then you think about the, the integration capability that something like Amplify has in order to be able to tie, you know, those UI or UX components to those downstream services and be able to create those mobile desktop apps. That's phenomenal. And then... Even recently, I've been kicking around in Figma just in my own time, you know, because it is a pretty good tool and sort of bring it, bringing that sort of stuff in. The fact that they're integrating yeah. that, it's a huge kind of win yeah. there. Um, so that'll be a cool one to play around with after. The yeah, I think it's a game changer. I think it's it's low code, but it's developer first. It's developer friendly. It's you know, what it what it generates and what it creates for you is you know, very developer centric. So it's not just your know, magic, you know, hand wavy abstraction layers. It actually has you know, integrations and, and with the announcement of their extensions as well. You know, you can go from your designer through your developer through the back end in a holistic, you know, comprehensive fashion and back again. So you know, and, and again, the integration with CDK that they announced as well. There, you know, it's 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 well, phenomenal. You can you yeah. can see the whole ecosystem just all coming together beautifully. When you sit and map it out as well, it's it's fascinating. And that thing about primitives, they're creating building blocks, they're oh, putting yeah. them together, and they're creating advanced capability. So you can always deconstruct it to see what's inside. But why would you? You know? Yeah. So it's it's fascinating. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's the bit I think that I probably, you know, I'd like to kind of go and play around with because I think if I can wrap my head around taking, you know, the amplify kind of product, you know, you what you go through there and like I say, a rapid experimentation mode, and then say, be able to extract that into CDK constructs and be able to break it yeah. up and scale it across multiple teams. I think that would be a really interesting exercise. And, and I think that's certainly where yeah. I'll probably be trying to kick the tires on it a wee bit. Yeah, know, so. I think with the extensions and, and the CDK interactions, that's exactly what they're, they're aiming for, mm. which is great. But again, game changer. And again, it lowers the barrier to developers and teams and companies wanting to do, do that do rapid product delivery. From, from design all the way through. I think as well, um, there's a, a, I, I liked a lot of the data. Uh, Swami in, in the keynote for the, he's the, the, like the, the, the lead of ML, a really good dialogue with data, how you, how you manage their data and that data is an enterprise. And that's very yeah. much part of that transformation. You know, it's like, what are you measuring this? And I've, I've been in a few conversations with people like, we're going to transform, but we don't know what to. And a lot of what, I think what Amazon is trying to do is just coach people through that and help them set goals. Yeah, really. And I've been watching a couple of talks this morning from some of the enterprise strategists. And you know, data-driven enterprise is, is going to be a you know a, a key sort of term here. Like we, we would talk about this a lot about you know observability and having the observability of your entire org and getting you know, real insights into what's going on. You know, that's that's what a data-driven enterprise means. And and they broke it up into four buckets around culture, your organization, the mechanisms, so those processes that you want to actually run, and then do how do you actually execute? 
And again, it's very in line with what we're talking about in, in the upcoming book and the, the, the value flywheel. Um, I think, you know, yep. it's, it's gone from just being, you know, here's double and then at the other lake and, and hope for the best. It's all about focusing on your real needs, you know, worldly mapping style and, and, and making sure that the data can actually meet those needs and you can drive your enterprise to meet those needs uh, uh, appropriately. So, yeah, yeah, it's a very mature sort of stance they're taking with, with you know, being been much more data driven and, and the have and again with all the managed services that are available now with all the you know even the seeing some of the announcements around quickside coming through as well you know getting a bit more yeah. um horsepower behind it it's all there you know it's it's just a matter of you know using it uh, in the right fashion and, and focusing on those needs of your org and, and, and bringing data to bear to, to really you know, help you improve so yeah lots of good stuff and loads more to dig into yeah. over the next sure, number of days and weeks I, I've had so many conversations this week with people, just people you, you kind of meet and, and you definitely see the rise of kind of worldly mapping and that idea of mapping your stack and getting rid of the stuff that you don't need and just go really lasering in on your on your differentiator, your value proposition. So you can see that again and again and again, that dialogue stands up like. That's awesome. Um, speaking of which, I mean, I thought the, I, I thought the, who was it? Uh, Goldman Sachs? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was really interesting, the idea of that, uh, what was it, a, a financial cloud. Um, what was it called again? Financial cloud with Goldman Sachs? And like, yeah, like financial services. Yeah, like a, a, it's like an industry vertical, a, 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 lead, a lead sort of, you know, uh, adopter of cloud, creating a capability and then almost bringing that back and sending it back out again through AWS as a product. I thought that was yeah. a really interesting pattern and that's, I can see that being repeated. Yeah, it's the Goldman Sachs Financial Cloud for Data. <laughs> so they're exposing all their data, they have all their, you know, with everyone else, which, which is crazy. Like, um, so it's, it's um, but again, yeah, it's back to your back to your back to your point there about the don't do undifferentiated heavy lifting, you know, for the likes of Goldman and all these big financial sort of verticals. You know, the more interactions or more integration they can have with AWS, let AWS take care of the operational excellence and the resiliency and the scale and the globalization. And so Goldman can focus on you know, what truly differentiates them. It's all their historical financial data and insights and you know, all, the, all the sort of analyst sort of stuff that they have. Yeah, building yeah. those higher order systems, you know. Yep. And if you're a lower order system, then good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's, um, it's, so it's been interesting week, like, and then obviously, a lot of conversations about serverless too. Like you see serverless everywhere, serverless analytics. Um, and you know, it, it's it's even um, so many good stories. Like it's not a it's not a niche thing anymore. It is becoming the, the the main kind of dialogue. So that's that that message is very strong through the event. Yeah, uh, it really is. I've seen like lots of great announcements about you know, serverless capabilities, whether it's across their database offerings, whether it's across the data offerings, or even. You know, some of the machine learning stuff, you know, you can see there's almost an evolution of get a managed service out and then evolve it to be in a serverless managed service over time. Yeah. No, yeah. there is, there, there's tons, there's tons there. And again, even the, the serverless security stuff that I'm seeing in there is pretty good. You know, that seeing decks around it, that, that stuff. There was another wee announcement in there I thought was really good this week. And I'm sort of been looking at is the CloudWatch RUM, you know, uh, real user. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. That, That'll be one to play around with, I, I think, as well, you know, uh, but really arm those serverless apps with some good instrumentation and, you know, yeah. take that for a spin. And, so. and again, we, we've all been in these scenarios where we want to use some capability, but you have to do contract negotiation or you have to yeah. do licensing. Having it all holistically within AWS 
means that you as a developer can experiment and play with these things without any sort of hindrance or any impediments to that uh, feedback loop. So again, having more of these capabilities in the AWS ecosystem just speeds that developer velocity, allows you to really experiment uh, much more rapidly. So it's, yeah, the, the RUM stuff is is, 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 a, is a big, big one. Because, you know, yeah. we've, we've all played with some of those analytics tools and they're, uh, they're challenging sometimes, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, 100%. Well, it, if, you, if you've got three or four of them to company, it's a disaster. Yeah. yeah, and if you can keep that configuration with your workload and just shift it, you know, with it, I think that's phenomenally good. So, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's great. So it's, so it's been a super interesting event. Like, there's definitely lots of energy around stuff and a lot, like, I think, huge amount of customers in AWS is networks, like 100,000 or something. Huge amount of companies are on. So it's, it's just, it's, the scale is just insane. But um, it's good to see it. Like, I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot of things. Well, one thing I did here is that I was thinking a lot of the announcements are almost incremental. So there's, there's very little kind of game changer new announcements. Everything's kind of just incrementally building up the stack. Mm. You can almost predict the changes, which isn't a bad thing. You know, it's consistency. It's just, there's, there's just a, there's, there's a path there that's been laid out or a or pathfinder as, as they described it on, on, on the first thing. So. Yeah, no, that's good. And you're, you're seeing a lot of the machine learning stuff being integrated in the developer tools as well. See the dev, DevOps Guru is expanding um, for RDS now. And you can see that just expanding yeah, more and more. And, and, and you, you, you've seen it with GitHub Copilot as well. You know, that using machine learning, using that intelligence to really guide and you know the developer experience and make it more rapid. You can see you over time the amplify experience being do incorporating some of that machine learning as well. Just as these primitives get wired together, the machine learning stuff will, will um, accelerate out even more and, and guide you along those sort of well-architected best practice paths. That's it, like yeah, very good. So that's the crack. It's been a crazy week as ever. Um, people think it's good fun, but you get, you're meeting someone at six o'clock in the morning and then you're still meeting someone at 11 o'clock at night. So you're talking about cloud for like 15 hours, 16 hours. So it's, it's uh, how, how's your, how's your feet? How's the steps? 30,000 a day well, or what are you doing? Imagine. Well, well, um, it's lunchtime. I've done 10,000 steps. So <laughs> yeah, it's just constantly walking feet are wrecked, but, um, that's it's good fun. Um, enjoy it. So that's us then. Uh, we'll, we'll stick a couple of links in the in, in the show notes to um, yep. kind of show some of the talks. And I think there's a few talks that we'll need to deep dive into in the future. Um, huge amount of content there. Uh, a lot of it will get posted online. You can just watch it for free. Like So it's it's a great event to actually figure out. But we'll try and help people uh, navigate that because there's an awful lot of talks. Um, and have a look at the blog as well uh, at theserverlessedge.com and also on Twitter at theserverlessedge. At the follow it. So... Um, Thanks very much. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone.